Welcome to I'm Not Dead Yet with Judy and Travis, a podcast about living an extraordinary life with extraordinary circumstances. Welcome to the I'm Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm your co-host, Travis Robinson. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease at age 35 in 2014. And I'm your other co-host, Judy Yaris. My husband, Sandy, had Parkinson's disease for 18 years. I was his care partner. Today's episode, we'll be talking about showing art and why that is valuable to one as an artist. Judy, how are you this morning? Hi, Travis. I'm a little, I don't know that I'm tired. I don't really feel tired. It was, I had a great um, time last night. For those of you that have been listening regularly, we had our Living Artistically opening last night in our private event, and it was pretty wonderful. So I'm a little tired, I get. May I could say that. I guess I'm a little bit tired, but um, you know, I'm still exhilarated, and it was it was exciting for me and wonderful to be in a gallery. You know. Yeah. And see all that amazing art. And that's from my point of view as someone who put the event together. And it, it went pretty seamlessly, which I thought was great. Yeah, it did. It but, was a very uh good show in terms of uh, attendees. We had a very good crowd, and yet it wasn't uh, too crowded. You no, know, it was the good. space was ample and um, the flow of patrons seemed pretty steady throughout the night. Yes, people came and stayed, which I thought was so fantastic that they stayed a long time, which I, I loved that they did that. It was um, interesting to me because... You know, you never know when you put all this effort into planning an event. Right. And you never know how it's going to go. But I do have to say, I'm going to publicly say that Sarah and Kennedy um, made it seamless for us. They worked so hard and they're both so organized. And they just, it makes me look good. <laughs> and I, I, I like that too, you know. But it, it's sort of like, you know, giving birth when you do this. And I, I know this from my experience in my last career that I had where, you know, I was um, doing, we were doing exhibitions at the museum and I was responsible for making sure that everything looked good and curating a store. And, you know, it's, it's like you have this sort of baby and all of a sudden it's coming out and... <laughs> You want to make sure that the head is every, all the parts are there, you know, all the pieces are there. So it's, right. it's an exciting time um, to, to see it. And I love that we could honor the artists such as yourself. And I think for me, I know that's one of the things you want to talk about today is why it's important for people to be able to show their art in a public space. And for people to give you the recognition and, and how it, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It it reinforces your your feelings that this is a good thing that I've done. 
because a lot of artists are so insecure about their work. And it just reinforces the fact that you are creative and you are a real artist. I mean, I can tell you that I talked to several people that said to me that, you know, they didn't consider themselves really an artist. And I thought, that's so odd because I'm looking at your art and I'm going, I couldn't do that. I think you're an artist, you know, <laughs> and right. by my standards you are. Right. But, you know, that is, that is something that I would have said to you myself probably a year or two ago. That term artist is so packed with connotation and so, um, you know, uh, assigned meanings beyond what it is in my mind and in my world that, you know, to attach the label or to accept the identity of an artist to me would have meant, you know, being, um, you know, dressed in uh, tattered rags of avant-garde <laughs> colors and walking around with uh, my left hand dominating um, by a giant pinky ring and, <laughs> you know, just talking about utter nonsense and claiming that it was all because I was an artist and could not actually do anything because that would interfere with my art. <laughs> I, I love that image. It's great that that's how you see the artist. And I, I do think that that's true. We have this assumption of what an artist must look like or be like. And um, and certainly the idea of a starving artist has been around yes. for so many years. And not all artists are starving. And I know many very wonderful, fine artists that do okay, you know, whether they're getting the money from their art or not is not even the issue, you know? Right. They, they're in the studio. They might sell a couple pieces, but it's, I think it's so incredible to look at the walls in this gallery and see what's come out and what's come from people who are so challenged, okay, every day, yeah. challenged to go from their bed to the toilet or challenged to just get out of bed and put a pair of slippers on or put a pair of pajamas on or put a pair of pants on and socks and shoes. You know, it's like this whole concept of what it takes for someone with Parkinson's to do these everyday minimal things that we all take for granted that don't have Parkinson's. And yet here you are, you've created this amazing piece of art that is so beautiful and so unique and so different. And and I think that's really special, you know? Yeah. And I think that it is only through the process of showing that I personally have been able to accept the term or the identity of artist 
because I've been able to gain some ownership of it. Yes. Claim that for what it means to me that I feel that as a working artist, which is the label that I choose to accept because I am currently producing artwork and um not, you know, sitting around on my laurels talking about um the work that I used to do. Mm-hmm. It is important for me to be able to show my work and, you know, good or bad. Whatever the reception is, it is important that I get it out there to be viewed. Because for me, that completes a cycle. You know, that starts when I take the photo or, um, you know, do a print and ends with that print being viewed. Yes, I think that's true, Travis. You, it, it gives you a, a wholeness to what you've done. Yes. And sometimes that doesn't happen for a lot of people. It doesn't happen for a lot of artists. They don't feel the wholeness of their work. And not necessarily because it hasn't sold, but there's, there's this I don't if there's a synergy that takes place when yeah, someone has a created life cycle. There is a life cycle to it, you know, and I, I feel that way having experience and I, I understand that because for many years I was a designer and I I get that, you know. I understand that validation and the idea that this is going to live on beyond me. Right. Right. And, and and someone is, else is going to enjoy something that I created that came from me. So a little bit of me goes with that, with that item, with that piece of art to the person. And I think that's what's so exciting. And that's what why collectors collect certain artists, because they right. want that piece of art, right? Right. And that is something that I discussed at length in my photography classes, is once you put it out there and show the work, it is no longer 100% yours. You have given birth to that work, and like a child, it now goes on to live its own life. Yes. And it is something that you can't take back. Yeah, that, it's absolutely right. I love it. I love it. And, you know, this is this is part of the creative process, I think. This is for anyone that makes music, anyone that designs gardens, anyone that, that does something artistic. It, I think once you let go of it, you, you allow it to be what it's going to be, and you don't get to choose the path it's going to take. You know, right. and that's and that's a hard one. And I think for a lot of struggling artists that can't let go of their work, it's very difficult for them to accept that. But 
I see that as very powerful because you're living on through other people. And and I, I think it's remarkable to see. I mean, the other thing I want to touch on, you know, I was lucky enough yesterday, I interviewed quite a few of the artists last night. And when I asked each one, and I think I did ask everyone how PD, if it changed the way they do art, if it impacted their art, every person said no. Every person said the PD did not stop them from really doing art. They might have taken a break for a short time and then they got back to it because they could see the healing that takes place when they're creating and when they're doing something they love. Yes. Um, One of the questions on the art panel that I had the privilege of sitting on last night with um, fellow artists was, you know, um, how do you manage your PD and does it affect you um, while you're creating? And I was um, relating how when I'm in a photograph, in that moment, in that design, headspace, man, days can go by. I mean, Mm -hmm. years could probably go by without me really being aware of them. Right. And that is something that I love is that absolute single focus. Yes. I think that's what happens for a lot of the artists is they get in their studios or they start the process and they just, it just happens. It just keeps going. And, you know, even for the care partner, I know that uh, Victoria Deneroff, who was the one care partner on the um on the panel last night, when I talked with her privately, she said, I go in my studio and I close the door and I put on music and I just start painting and it just happens. It just, I just fall into it. And it, it's, it's cathartic for her. It gives her an outlet. And so if you're a caregiver that's listening to our podcast, you know, art is in many places. It's in gardening. It's on a piece of paper. It's in sewing. It's in creating books. It's in a writing. A very good meal. A very good meal. Absolutely. I totally think of food and, and art together and food being artistic. And I, I was actually just listening um, to a podcast about that. And And I do consider it a very creative process. And I think when you're doing these things, when you've taken a minute to just process for yourself, it Mm. is so unbelievable how helpful it is and how clearing and therapeutic it is to have this. And it allows you to recharge. Yes. And I believe, and I have no evidence to support this um, scientifically, but purely anecdotally from all the parkies that I've talked to, 
I believe it helps with your executive function because you've got to make decisions creatively and that process is building and reinforcing the neural pathways in your brain. So I think it is helpful um, for me at least having this process by which I can remap and relearn the decision-making ability that I've talked on this show about. That's absolutely true, Travis. It, it definitely, it, it not just empowers you, but it improves your health. It definitely makes a difference. Yeah. And that's fantastic. You know, I, and I, I just want to give you um, another shout out because your face, the Faces of Parkinson's Project, when you see 27 portraits, that have been people that have been photographed and then you've done the woodblock of their face. <laughs> and I know when you were talking about it last night, you talked about how you wanted to capture the light of each person and the essence of each person. And you did that. And for me, I know some of the people, I don't know all of them, but I do know some of the people that you, you photographed. And it was so empowering to see that. It was so wonderful to be able to, to look at these photos and these wood blocks and really go, I, I get it. You got them. You, you got that person a hundred percent. And then to see everyone together, 27 people, this is our community. And the ages ranged from 40s to early 40s to late 80s. And that was amazing to see. So it's, it's so incredible to honor our community. And I feel really lucky and fortunate that I get to be part of it. And, you know, Sandy always said when people would say to him, you know, what was, I guess there was a question. He did sort of an autobiography questionnaire. And one of the things was like, well, what's, what was the best time of your life? And I remember him saying, right now. And that was in the first, that was in the last year of his life. And I thought, really? Like this was the best time of your life? But I think he just loved the fact that he was so much a part of this community and the people that he knew and met and supported and was there with them as someone walking through this disease and living through it. I think he really believed that it was his best time. And I know it might Which sound is odd to people. very admirable to be in a place where you can enjoy your life regardless of the circumstances. Yes, exactly. Regardless of the circumstances, the shit that you go through every day, you know, how hard it is, but still feel like you are enjoying your life. 
And I am truly grateful for that. It it gave me a very um a, a certain amount of strength, I think, and comfort knowing that he felt that way. So you know, it's, I, I still feel pretty high from last night. And, and if, you know, I know this will come out after the fact, but today we have another, another round, another couple hours of people, another group of more people coming to see it. And, um, and it's just exciting for me that these people are, the artists are given a gift of having people they don't know, having strangers come and see their art and acknowledge it. and. I, I think that to me is so wonderful. It just yes. makes everything so dynamic and and special. And you know, I, I'm hoping that your faces project gets picked up and somebody someone else wants to do more with it. I, I, I think that it's a really important project that that's happened here. So we'll see where it all goes. But um, yeah. but it's it's really empowering. And I, I love that. I love that. People with Parkinson's feel empowered and feel honored. Yes, and that they don't have to hide yes. their faces. You know, so many people with PD, we learn to hide our tremor or our our face, and we become ashamed of how we look and how we're um, acting and moving. And we hear it in support groups all the time. Yes. Folks are like, I don't want my friends to come over and see me like this. Yes, we and do hear that I, all the time. I say bullshit to that. I want to show everyone who has PD has a light in them that is ignited by the struggles that they have to go through. And that is worth seeing and displaying. Yes. Well, you captured the light, Travis, for sure. You did it. So your objective <laughs> was there. <laughs> you you managed to get it all in there. And I think that's admirable. So kudos to you. I'll say it again. Last time, I promise. <laughs> I won't keep tooting your horn. But I, I do want to say there's so many <sighs> other amazing artists that um, were there. And I hope at, at some point it will... We're not sure exactly when it will be up on the PCLA website, but there will be images from the show and people will be able to see the artwork. And I, I think it'll be very empowering. Yes. So that's great. Okay, Judy. Thanks to Spencer Yaris and Kennedy Larson, our two champions, <laughs> and Spencer doing our editing and, and Kennedy getting our social media out there. Thank you so much, folks, for joining us. That's a wrap. Bing.